Oh, sir. <laughs> oh, sir. No comment. Let's move on. <laughs> Betting lines up next. Drew, take it from here. Do you have DraftKings pulled up? Can you can you talk yeah, about? Do, it? Yeah. So, uh, so we're not. I don't think we're we're not going to go in the order of the games. Uh, Sounds good. Mainly because something's jumping out at me. So Arlington yep. against Orlando. Vegas is starting to figure out things. Arlington is an eight and a half point favorite with an over under of thirty seven. So, uh, you two, how how would you bet that line? Arlington being an eight and a half favorite, and the over under being at thirty seven. I I'll touch the over under. I'm not going to touch the spread. Um, <laughs> I will say we're going under for sure. And I'm going to take Renegades by nine points. Oh, so you so you would actually have them covering. Okay. What about you, Jake? I think, uh, just like Matthew, I definitely would have to do the under on there. And then when it came to the money line, you know, Arlington's a 425 favorite. So it's like you would be... Completely bonkers not to go in that direction. If you went Guardians and they lose, <laughs> then that's lost money. But them being plus three forty at a you know a pretty wide disadvantage compared to Arlington. If there were some wild thing where they come up from behind and pull it off, that's big money you're getting for being having such a disadvantage. Uh, but it's definitely under on the points in the uh, 425 money line for Arlington. Yeah, I, so obviously that uh, the Vegas guys are starting to figure things out. The 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 money sharks are are under understanding what's going on a little bit more. There's some pretty close matchups this week. I think this kind of reflects it. Uh, Looking at Orlando and Arlington specifically, that eight and a half. Um, I feel like I would take a take a risk and throw some money on Orlando here on the on the eight and a half, just for the sheer fact that Arlington hasn't put together a real offensive performance yet. And granted, neither has Orlando, but if Orlando were going to win a game, it would have to be against somebody who can't score, right? So you're talking Las Vegas, you're talking about uh, Arlington and uh, some would argue DC, but DC's actually put up some pretty decent points their first two games. Um, I would, if I was, if I was looking to put a bet out there that I wasn't a hundred percent sure on, and it, I just had money to throw away on it, I would go with uh, Orlando covering that plus eight and a half, and I would go with the under as well, though. Uh, I'm, there's, I don't think there's any way these two teams combine for 37 or even push. So, uh, yeah, that's that's to me that's not a thing. So let's go to the Saturday game. Uh, Seattle against Las Vegas. The game is in Las Vegas. Over under is set at 38 and a half, and the favorites are Seattle by three. That's an interesting take. I'm kind of confused by it, honestly, but. What do you guys think? Hmm. Uh, personally, the under again, for sure. 
I don't even know. You guys are going to have to break this down because <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at this and I don't, I don't know. I don't want to make myself look dumb at this point. But see, that's, that's the thing now, though. Now that uh, now that Las Vegas is starting to get its feet under itself in terms of not the team, the the betting scene is starting to get its yes, feet sir. under itself and understand what's going on. It's going to be a lot harder now. First yes, two gimmies. Uh, otherwise, an idiot like myself wouldn't have been three and one on my picks. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, three point favorite Seattle Sea Dragons, and thirty eight and a half over under. What do you think, Jake? Oh, I definitely wouldn't be comfortable in either direction on the spread. I, I, I definitely think that would have to be determined by more than that. I, I couldn't do in either direction. Definitely under thirty eight and a half for. Uh, uh, sure, and I wouldn't even touch the money line with a ten foot pole because <laughs> you just don't you don't know. Uh, I mean, the sucker bet would be taking the money line at one sixty five for Seattle, mm-hmm. and that's just the crazy part is the sucker bet bets are drying up. You could almost consider. Uh, Guardians Renegades a sucker bet because you know what what there's one thing that's already guaranteed it's like you might as well bet in that direction but these other ones are just far from any kind of sucker bet and that's definitely the case with Sea Dragons Vipers it is not a sucker bet uh definitely uh buyer beware Caution! Take all the caution you want before you even <laughs> secure that bet. And this is this is not gambling advice by any means. I disagree. This is gambling advice with Jake. Um, not with Matthew, just Jake. Yeah, just Jake. That's that's a good name for this segment. From you know, moving forward. <laughs> no, uh, for for me, the Seattle and Vegas game. How is how is thirty eight and a half a number here? I don't know, like, Las Vegas might score once. They might score once. But that means... <laughs> that means Seattle's going to have to score 32, 33 points. Because I oh. doubt Vegas can convert a extra point try from any of the three levels. I think that uh, number probably got... Uh... Pulled out randomly from the excrement left at uh, Cashman Field. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Uh, look what I found. That's 38 and a half. Uh, I would be surprised to see 18 points total come from this game. That's just me. I, I'm, I may be talking a little too much. I think I think 18's doable. 24 is probably 24 to 30 is probably ceiling. I think Seattle scores. You know, th- three, four times, but that's not enough to get to 38 and a half, 39. So it's literally the highest of the week, if you look. Yeah. Which is re- absolutely ridiculous to me. Maybe the, not the, I don't know. The only thing that I can think is that, is that the betters or, or the, uh, the line, the line movers think that, uh, Seattle's just about to destroy Las Vegas, which makes no sense to me. The interesting thing to me is the is the spread. 
because I can this is kind of like the Arlington and Orlando game where I can kind of see a situation where Las Vegas actually wins because I in my opinion overall Las Vegas has a better defense than Seattle. Mm, I've got to disagree. Uh, if they can get the offensive line fixed, like you said, I think Seattle will take off. So They've shown it. Here's a question for you then. Who is on Seattle? Name one name on Seattle Sea Dragons defensive line. Good point. Who's on the Vegas defensive line slash linebacker? Vic Beasley. Who's been making the plays for, for Las Vegas? Now, he is playing this week. He wasn't on the injury report, correct? Yeah, not that I've seen. Cool, cool. Good deal. That's good to know. So I can see a world where the Vipers may not. I mean, uh, they're not going to shut out the Sea Dragons, but I can see a world where they can keep them to two scores and keep it a one-score game. Now, whether that would be, you know, a 12-6 to game or a 12-9 to game, which is kind of what I'm thinking – you know, that would make the line or that would make the spread interesting to me. Um, kind of another situation where if I just said throwaway money, I would probably just throw it on the Vipers. But if, but smart money is on Seattle to just blow them away. Still on the under, though. Let's move, on. Let's move on to the Sunday night game. That is San Antonio and Houston. The line, is, or the, yeah, the line is set at Four for Houston right now, so Houston's four point favorite, and thirty six and a half is the point total for over under. I don't like that. <laughs> as, as a Houston fan, uh, that's that's disrespectful. Well, it's it's definitely asking a question of Houston, right? Like, hey, have you guys fixed your problems from last week? Because that was pretty ugly. I mean, that no that doubt, no seems doubt, to me like a logical response, right? What do you think, Jake? I think it, un, unless uh, either team actually gets things going, there could be a very good potential that this ends up being a low-scoring t- uh, game that may just be determined in the final two minutes of the game. Uh, that's where I'm definitely not positive on it. Going anywhere above 36 and a half, I definitely have to take the under. Okay, so you see it being a close game, so you probably wouldn't touch the, the spread? Um, No, definitely not. Not with a 100,000 foot pole. Yeah, not me either. <laughs> definitely not. What do you think about the, the point total, uh, Matt? <sighs> You know, I can't go away from my boys on this one. So um, I'm going to go with the under for sure. And I'd say we're going to beat the Brahmas by 12. I keep saying 16 and it, and it got me. So let's lower that down a little. <laughs> let's lower the expectation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I am on the other side of that. I think that... Uh, Houston's good for a couple of defensive screw-ups a game. I think that their special teams is, is fixed. I don't think that that's an issue. Uh, so so immediately I would pick Houston to cover. Nice, nice. Uh, however, 
with me. The reason that I said that they're good for a couple of defensive screw ups is because I would go over in this game. I wouldn't go under. This is probably the one game this weekend that I would. Well, we haven't got to that game yet. I might take the over under or take the over in St. Louis and DC just because that's kind of a wild uh, matchup. But uh, I would take the over in Houston, San Antonio for sure. And plus, what do you expect out of San Antonio? They've got it on the special teams a Romo that doesn't suck. <laughs> You're going to strike some chords in Texas with that name. Hey, he is a good announcer, okay? <laughs> but, it, you know, to be fair, uh, Tony Romo was pretty shitty coming out of Eastern Illinois, too. So, I mean, oh. there's that. He did have some big years in Dallas, but man, did he get tore up too. Also, the whole Seattle thing wasn't great, but eh, we won't bash on Cowboys fans. They get bashed on enough. Uh, So let's move to the last game of the week, St. Louis and D.C. Jake, I want to go straight to you on this one because D.C. is a two-point favorite. They think that the home field advantage is worth two points, and the over-under is at 37 flat. Power of the beer snake, fellas. It, the, you would think the power of the uh, uh, the beer snake, but it could just, it could potentially be DC taking a deuce. It's you just never know what to expect from the Battle Hawks. If the Battle Hawks keep playing two, uh, two minute football like they have been, they could pull it off again and go three and zero going back. Home to the Battle Dome, where they could be seeing forty to forty-five thousand people in that stadium, where everyone completely loses it. <laughs> so I, you know, Jake, they're not there yet. Calm down. I bet <laughs> you we got some campers out waiting. They're waiting. It, there, yeah. There's been people taking photos, and there's been people that's like, okay, when's the box office going to open? Because we want to be able to buy our tickets there, then getting screwed without Lou by Ticketmaster. So, you know, obviously me being a homer, I, I mean, I'd have to go with my Battlehawks. If I had to go the spread, I'd have to do it in their favor. Uh, I don't see it getting to 37, so I definitely take the owner. Um, and the money line, I would not touch with a hundred thousand foot stripper pole. Dang, these things, things are escalating, Jake. I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you though. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Two points for the defenders and 37 over under. Well, as we've seen from the Battle Hawks so far, the two-point win at the end of the game seems accurate. Personally, I have betted against them two weeks in a row, but I'm not going to do it this week. So I'm going to take the Battle Hawks. We're going to go with the under on that for sure, and I believe they will beat the defenders by... Eight. Now, in terms of the spread and the money line, I can't touch those either. I can see why Vegas did it, but unless you're a very confident man or have some inside information, it's a little risky. I like risky. It makes me happy. 
Uh, give me a Battlehawks win outright and the over. Hoo-wee! I like it. That here's the thing: St. Louis's defense or St. Louis's defense is good. DC it's defenders' good. defense is good. Everyone thinks yes, it's going to be a low-scoring defensive game, kind of like San, uh, St. Louis and San Antonio was. Well, the thing with St. Louis and San Antonio, what was the final to that? Uh, Jake, was it eighteen to fifteen for St. Louis? That would be correct. Yeah, so you're looking at eighteen. 28 and 5, that's 32, 33 points rather total in that game. And that was a defensive struggle all the way to the very end. You're only asking for an extra four points. So so one more touchdown out of out of one of the two teams. Both of these teams have had have been in the realm of 20 to 18, 18 to 20 points in both of their games so far. St. Louis's offense is getting better. DC has seen success on offense despite their their seeming lack of identity. Uh, honestly, their lack of identity kind of seemed to help them a little bit. So I see the over happening in this specific instance of what everybody thinks is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, I have no doubt it could be a defensive battle. It could be low scoring and under hit, and that would be the common sense thing. But to me, we're in week three. The offenses are starting to click. We saw last week McCarron really started hooking up with people. Even Te'amu played a little bit better last week, even though the the weather was trash. But uh, De'Eric King provides such a spark coming off of the bench and such a change of pace. It's hard for defenses to get a read. Even though they know what he's going to do, they still have to respect other things because DC hasn't shown that he's going to throw the ball yet. So it's still possible that he could. And nobody wants to be that first team that gets beat by it. So uh, De'Eric King keeps people honest. DC is going to score some points. St. Louis is going to score some points, but I think St. Louis scores or St. Louis wins outright and the over hits. I like it. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate the betting lines. I'm hoping we can get a guest on within the next couple of weeks that can explain some of the betting lines and, and how to bet probable. Um, there's some pretty good guys on Twitter that I've kind of been in contact with, and I'm hoping we can get one of them on just to discuss some things that they use to strategize within the betting line game. Drew, we're going to move on to our next piece, and that's the Power Poll of the Week. This is the XFL Insider Power Poll brought to you by Drew Wills. And so, uh, obviously, I think I made reference to it earlier, Houston's going to top the the Power Poll. I think in everyone's power rankings, Houston's going to be at the top. Uh, don't really see any kind of, of problem there. Uh, Next, you have a group of two that are playing this week. So second place for me is going to be hashed out. Uh, St. Louis right now I have as second. D.C. I have as third. Uh, really, the the difference there is I think St. Louis's offense is a little bit more competent. Uh, so you're looking at Houston, number one, St. Louis, number two, D.C., number three. San Antonio at number four. If they can continue playing offense at a high level, even if they lose this weekend, 
uh, I can see them staying probably either right where they are or uh, dropping maybe one spot. So top four is Houston, St. Louis, D.C., San Antonio, and then bringing up the the front of the rear of the field, uh, Arlington, because that defense is absolutely nasty. It seems like they're starting to figure a few things out on def- or on offense. Uh, they uh, they have high potential just because of their ability to force turnovers. Uh, so they have to be number five. Uh, number six, Seattle. The potential on the offense, again, too hard to ignore, even though they're not quite there yet. They still do put up some decent points, and they have a pretty decent defense. Uh, coming in at number seven is Las Vegas. Uh, those two play each other, so that'll kind of flesh itself out, and we'll have a true... We'll have a true number six and number seven, probably based off of that game. And then Orlando sitting static at the bottom of the league right now. Just too many problems to overcome, really. Uh, so so just to review, you've got Houston at number one. Number two is St. Louis. Three is D.C. Four is San Antonio. Five is Arlington. Six is Seattle. Seven is Las Vegas. And eight is Orlando. Nice. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate the insight. I'm going to compare that to some other polls we see and see how it plays out next week. Um, I believe we can trust your opinion and knowledge, though, and who is the best in the XFL for week three. Next up, let's discuss the AmbushSports.net Players of the Week. This week, we did have two Players of the Week for offense and defense. Those players were voted on by the Ambush staff. And it was a tight, tight vote up until the end. Um, For offense, we have Jack Cohen. And then we have A.J. McCarron. Defense, we have Tuzar Skipper and Mike Lee. You guys want to fill us in on anything? I think the biggest thing is uh, the, uh, the vote was determined by one staff member within the last three minutes of voting among the staff. Um, <laughs> I think the one of the biggest things to come out of this is someone has to emerge a winner going forward. So the staff actually agreed that if there is any situation where a tie is involved, there will be a top two revote. So whoever, like if, had it been uh, where we exercised that this week, we would have had to have a second vote between Cohen and McCarran, which it seems like it probably would have been uh Cohen and then uh, Skipper on that one, but we thought we'd just go ahead and put that off until whenever it uh, becomes appropriate. But we did this for a one-time only thing. Yeah, and I mean, all three or all four, excuse me, players are are more than worthy. The poll on the defensive side was really hard because all of the players deserved it. All four players, all four of our nominees that were internal uh, really deserved it. They had such broad impacts in, in their games in different areas. So it made it really hard to determine who was, who was like the standout best. Right. Uh, but, but for me, I lean towards Skipper. Uh, Skipper caused a couple turnovers, had tackles for loss, had sacks, I mean, he was everywhere. Uh, he had Im- important stats in each column that is really big for his position. 
Uh, and for for me, that I personally voted Skipper, uh, but I can hundred percent see why why Mike Lee would get votes as well. Uh, on on offense, uh, again, both guys fully deserving. I just think Jack Cohn threw three touchdowns. He didn't he didn't throw any interceptions. He he had a huge passing performance. Uh, I mean, throw the kid a bone. AJ yep. McCarron. <laughs> AJ McCarron's been doing really good. He's undoubtedly the leader of the St. Louis Battlehawks. He had slightly less stats this week. That's why I voted for Cone. But again, AJ McCarron is, is fully deserving as well. He he's been he's been excellent so far these first two weeks. Now, I, I, total agreement on the defensive players. I believe they both deserved it. Both had really good weeks and were key aspects of that defense that they played for. In terms of the offense, I can't really attest as much. I believe Cohen did have one interception compared to McCarron. Yeah, I believe. Um, according to these stats I'm looking at, and that's on DraftKings. No, totally right. Yep. Um, I like McCarron, though, but because he didn't have the pick. And he shows that he can play through the end of the game and get that win when it matters the most. I don't know if Jack can do that. And time will tell but I mean, if we're honest jack didn't need to do that but <laughs> you're right agreed 100 <laughs> percent. but yeah guys that was great appreciate the voting from the ambush staff it's always good to get some notable experience and wisdom from each player and how they're great That about wraps it up for us, guys. Do you guys have anything to share with the fans before we roll out? Uh, no. Well, actually, yeah. Um, I hate you all. No. Uh, love you guys. Uh, love all of all, anyone that gives us a listen. Uh, that that you know doesn't just think we're a bunch of rambling idiots and and sticks around like you guys are the real OGs. Uh, to to the broader xfl community i think what rc is doing with the brahma mamas is one hell of a of a uh, effort uh it's it's honorable it's coming from the right place it's it's full of soul and full of intent and if if we can if we can help institute some of that change and and get her name and that organization's name out there to the other teams I think that could be a big, big thing in the in the XFL, uh, something that could keep the XFL or help keep the XFL going for a long time. We were super blessed to have RC on. I'm glad she did. She shared some great insight, and she's got some good stuff going, as Drew said. Drew, I agree 100%. I cannot wait until next year when she's rolling and has a 1,000 members in her fan club. Yep, uh, absolutely. That, that's what we look forward to. And also meeting her when we go visit next week. Yep, that's going to be fantastic. What about you, Jake? What you got for us before we sign off? I mean, I, I think it was great uh, with um, the 
with having RC on today, uh, having a uh, different perspective than what we normally have internal staff wise. So it was nice to have someone that wasn't an ambush uh, reporter uh, uh, giving commentary on things within the uh, XFL. And I thought I'd go ahead and give a shout out to uh, her Battlehawks equivalent, Sandy Johnson. Uh, she's pretty much like the Battlehawk, one of the battle, main Battlehawks mamas out there. Uh, so just thought give a shout out there and hopefully uh, pretty soon here be able to meet a lot of the uh, guys for week four and week five coming up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh think i think i lost my train of thought and we need to mark that down <laughs> <laughs> that is the end my friends please drew jake share your socials run through them real fast for the fans at home and then i will share my little tidbit and we are signing off officially right, i'll so go ahead and start i'll go ahead and start first okay, uh well. you can contact me on uh, facebook uh jake leonard I am on Twitter at Jake Leonard JRN. If you really want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Heartland Media. Internally within Ambush, I'm the uh, departmental um, editor for MLS on Ambush Sports. I also oversee a lot of uh, the pro wrestling, which I'm starting to build up that team as well. Uh, so I'm I've got some hands in the fire on top of being associate editor for Ambush. Yeah, he's a busy man, very very busy man. Uh, we're definitely thankful for him and and his efforts, not just contributing to the podcast, but editing and and uh, doing all of the pre and post production work. Uh, fantastic. Couldn't do it without you, buddy. We appreciate you greatly. As for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ambush Sports. H-O-U, as in Houston, at Ambush Sports, H-O-U. And uh, I try to answer every uh, DM that I get uh, or every comment that I get, really trying to build presence there, uh, holler at your boy. And then on Facebook, I am uh, Houston Roughnecks dash Ambush Sports. And there's a space between the dash on both sides. Thank you, Drew. I appreciate both of you guys as always. Tuesday or Wednesday has become one of the most favorite parts of my week. So thank you both for coming on and sharing your expertise. I'm not the big talker here. I just try to lead the conversation. The guy, the guys are steering it and controlling it and they have the information. So I appreciate them greatly. And like I said, every week I look forward to getting them back to get their expertise. And uh, my I name is agree. You need to take full responsibility for what you do. You need to look Jake directly in the eyes and say, look at me. I am the captain now. You steer the ship. You're the one that's guiding the discussion. You move us topic to topic. I think you don't give yourself enough credit. So this is my shout out to you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm here for you, the fans, the players, the game. And that's what I want to see succeed in the long run. This is love that each of us have in our heart and that it's apparent as we do this for free every week. Now I want to share my socials. I am the XFL Insider Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, super active in the XFL groups. 
There's actually a contest right now going on there. Check it out. It's for a free T-shirt. The instructions are there in the post. Just check it out. Let me know what you think. Also on Twitter, I'm at the X. I'm at XFL Insider Pod, and then at YouTube, I am at XFL Insider Podcast. Check us out. Uh, give us a like, follow, share, review, feedback, anything. We'd love to have it. If you'd like to be a guest or know anybody that would like to be a guest, please send us a message, whether it's through an ambush staff member or it's through us three. We will get you on. Next week, we look forward to having XFL Outsider on. He's on Twitter, very active in, in the XFL game in terms of postings, data, stats, and review of games. So I look forward to having him on and hearing his ex- expertise in the game. And... Guys, that's it for me. Lastly, I want to close by saying um, check for our podcast to come back out on Thursdays or Fridays every week. We record on Wednesday night. If you or anyone you know would like to be a guest, uh, please reach out to any of the guys that were on or myself and we'll get you on. Um, As long as you have something valuable to add. Um, My podcast is available on all major podcast stations except uh, Google and Amazon right now. <clears throat> Still waiting for that approval. Um, but check for us on Apple and Spotify, on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, everywhere. XFL Insider Podcast. We're also available on xflboard.com. Check that out, xflboard.com. Peace out, guys. Have fun. Take our betting advice and enjoy your weekend. <laughs> And call is the law. Call is not the law. Not this week. Not this week. (laughs) All right, guys. That's it for the XFL. Oh, and Vipers fan pooped themselves. Yeah, standing up. Have a good one. Good night. (laughs)